welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 329 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we are beginning Paul's letter, first letter to Timothy, his spiritual son, his mentee, the one he's discipling and helping to build a pastoral ministry in and we're going to read this letter. We're going to read the first two chapters today. We're also going to read Psalm 19. When I was a young person and I was in the midst of praying about God's call on my life, I knew I had a calling. I knew it was to ministry. Didn't know exactly what that was going to look like. First and second Timothy were books of the scriptures that I read. I don't even know how many times I read them. They were just so encouraging to me. Um, in in my calling as a young person. So um, I love these. There's also a video from the Bible Project. Check it out. Let's get going. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. As I urged you when I went to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus, so that you may instruct certain people not to teach false doctrine or to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies. These promote empty speculations rather than God's plan, which operates by faith. Now the goal of our instruction is love that comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Some have departed from these and turned aside to fruitless discussion. They want to be teachers of the law, although they don't understand what they're saying or what they are insisting on. But we know that the law is good provided one uses it legitimately. We know that the law is not meant for a righteous person, but for the lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and the sinful, for the unholy and irreverent, for those who kill their fathers and mothers, for murderers, for sexually immoral and homosexuals, for slave traders, liars, perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to sound teaching that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which was entrusted to me. That is a mouthful. And there's a whole lot here. Listen, um, there is nothing wrong with the law, but many people misunderstand it and they use it in a legalistic manner to actually bind people deeper into um, a lifestyle that's not truly holy, uh, has an air of holiness to it. Um, the, rela- the reality is that the law shows us just how sinful we truly are, but also how completely incapable we are of keeping the law It was intended all along to point us to the fact that we need a savior. We needed God to send a Messiah. We needed somebody to come and help us. And um, the law itself doesn't make us righteous. We're righteous through the righteousness of Christ and Christ alone. Um, but, But the law doesn't do that. So that's kind of what Paul's getting at here. Okay, carrying on. I give thanks to Christ Jesus, our Lord who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful, appointing me to the ministry, even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an arrogant man. But I received mercy because I acted out of ignorance and unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Are you listening? Because here it goes, friends, here we go. This saying is worthy or is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them. But I received mercy for this reason, so that in me, the worst of them, 
Christ Jesus might demonstrate his extraordinary patience as an example to those who would believe in him for eternal life. Paul, dang, he's he's like, listen, I am the worst of the worst. And and because I'm the worst of the worst, Christ was able to to pour his grace and mercy out on me because my horrificness only only makes his grace and mercy brighter because if it can save me, it can save anyone, right? Like that's what he's saying. It says, now to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies previously made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the good fight. In other words, he's like, when you don't feel like you've got this right, when you're questioning if God's really called you, remember what was spoken over you cling to those things and keep fighting. He says, having faith and a good conscience. Some have rejected these and have shipwrecked their faith. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I've delivered to Satan so that they may be taught not to blaspheme. Whoa. We get a little bit more into this whole thing in his next letter in 2 Timothy, but basically they were false teachers and he told them to get out. Bye. We don't need your kind, kind of a thing. Not because that, that, I think you know what I mean. False teachers. I mean that, that heathens. Okay. 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 I'm getting caught up on that. I don't want to moving on. First of all, then I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for Kings and all those who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life. God expects us to submit to his rule, no matter what's happening in the world around us. So it doesn't matter who is a world leader. It doesn't matter who is um, in the White House and Congress and governor's mansions. It doesn't matter who is, um, you know, leaders of other parts of the world. Our our allegiance, our alliance is still with God first and foremost. But we also have a responsibility to let our witness and let our faith be um, exemplified in how we um, vote, how we speak about those who are in authority, whether we agree with them or not. Um, I love, listen, this is from Tony Evans and his Bible commentary. Um, God expects us to submit to his rule, regardless of the political environments in which we live. But in a culture of religious freedom, believers are able to have a more public witness and share their faith in ways that they could not under an oppressive regime. An orderly free society is a positive environment for the proliferation of the gospel. And there you have it, carrying on. Um, this is good and it pleases God our savior who wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, many people don't like that, but there is one God and one mediator between God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, a testimony at the proper time. For this, I was appointed a herald and an apostle I am telling the truth, I am not lying, and a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Therefore, I want the men in every place to be to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. Also, the women are to dress themselves in modest clothing with decency and good sense, not with elaborate hairstyles, gold, pearls, or expensive apparel, but with good works, as is proper for women who profess to worship God. A woman is to learn quietly with full submission. I do not allow a woman to teach or to have authority over man. Instead, she is to remain quiet. This is where people get all hung up on Paul, but I'm going to tell you something right now. 
there is truth that Paul not only allowed women to speak and teach, but he submitted to several of them. He also encouraged many of them to walk in a calling of leadership and, um, and authority. What he's talking about here um, is, is a little bit different um, personally, uh, but you know, all the research I've done and the context matters and so much of everything and the world that Paul was living in and the context where Timothy was teaching and where Paul was leading is not the same as today. And so all of that, um, needs to be considered when you're talking about all of this. Um, and I know he goes on cause he goes on to compare this to the creation and Adam uh, for Adam was formed first, then Eve and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and transgressed, but she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with good sense. I don't want to get hung up on this right now, um, but there are um, too many reasons to believe that God calls and equips and qualifies women to not just teach, but to lead and be overseers. And that's all I'm going to say on that for right now. Um, and that's that's that part of the reading today. So let me go over it because I'm going to get, I'm going to get too, I'm going to get too hung up in the weeds and I don't want to do that today. So Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God and the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they communicate knowledge. There is no speech. There are no words. Their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out to the whole earth and their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming from his home. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey, dripping from a honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them, and in keeping them there is an abundant reward who, who perceives his unintentional sins. Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule me. Then I will be blameless and and cleansed, sorry, I almost said clean, blameless and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth, this is a very common one that many people know, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. That's it for today, friends. Be sure to come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. See you then.